Chiefs training cramp is on the grind, and they're going to get here. Who missed out today? Who rose above the cornerback spot, the wider receiver spot? All the updates today live on Locked on Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for making us your first listen today. We are Locked on Chiefs, part of Locked on Podcast Network. Check out another Locked On show for your next listen because you want to get all the information that you can. There's a lot going on around the league right now as everything is ticking up a notch, including in Kansas City. Thanks for being here with us. Make sure you like, sub, and hit that bell on YouTube and sign up on the audio platforms on Spotify, on Apple, on any place you can get a free podcast. You can find us there five days a week because we're here every day for you. For you everydayers, you locos, you know that already. But we'd like to make all of you everydayers because we work hard at this show to give you all the information we can every single day. And we are here again. Wide receivers, cornerbacks, some guys not playing today. Got to get to all that information. You can get more from us if you hit the text line at 816-357-8781. You can get all that information as well. Breaking news will hit there first as well as our impromptu go live type things like this. We're live with you today. If you're watching this on replay, you can always join us on YouTube. Make sure you click that bell so you get those notifications when we do set up our live streams. That'll be during training camp because there's so much information going on. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting. NFL33.com, where you can see all the league-wide information and commentary and RGR football. And I'm Chris Clark from Chiefs Corner, and there's a ton to talk about today. Uh, Really quick, let's just get it out of the way couple guys in practice, obviously, we know Kadarius Tony had surgery on his knee. He's not going to be out there, probably won't play until the regular season. Nick Bolton missed with a sickness, and uh, John Ross missed again because – or John Ross missed with an excused absence. We don't know any more about that. And obviously, Wharton's still on pup, so he's not out there either. I have a sickness as well. I want to see every snap of every play that these linebackers are making because I'm really intrigued by that position this year. Um, Nick will help me out when he gets back out there because it was Drew Tranquil that relieved him as the mic today when he did go out. That's an interesting twist. You would have thought that you'd like to see Tranquil because of his run ability to maybe switch out to the will or get out uh, where he can use his athleticism a little bit. But this is pointing to me that experience matters and that's what Steve Spagnuolo is looking for that's what Joe Cullen's looking for to help align his front particularly without Chris Jones in camp does that surprise you no it doesn't uh Tranquil is a vet the only thing that I guess would be a little surprising about it is that you don't see a guy like Leo Chanel getting snaps at MLB which he was getting last year behind Bolton so uh looks like he's been replaced as the backup middle linebacker although I would imagine that if you have situations where you need an MLB and Tranquil is playing another position, you could bring in Chanel. So, I mean, there's lots of different ways it could go, but Chanel's also had some, you know, two, you know, no, no hand down in the dirt type snaps and rushing the passer. So they're using him in different ways this year. And we talked about this in the off season where I kind of hinted at this, that you now have three guys that can play Mike for you in a, in a three linebacker set. You also have the ability to shift to a four-linebacker set, reduce your down lineman to three, and see what you can do there. No inkling of that yet in camp, but camp ain't over yet. We'll see what comes around for it. The bigger news today is with the fallout from everything that we've been talking about with Kadarius Toney, is that uh, who's stepping up? And once again, it is Sky Moore and Rasheed Rice that are standing out. Um, To quote some of the beat reporters, Rice looks the part 
Moore has taken uh, an epidemic leap in his ability to be in the right place, make plays. He's making some great catches out there. Uh, I'm not surprised at this turn of events other than it's just a little bit early for Rice, but this is paying off on that selection, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. And you sit here and you look at what this is going to mean for this receiver core. And it's going to be impressive if they can get something out of Rice this year, like they didn't get out of Skymore last year. And Skymore continues to take steps forward. Uh, that's going to be a big step forward for this wide receiver room. And it's a big question as to how things could possibly change on Friday. Pads come on on Friday. We will not have a practice update on Friday, but we will have a probably a practice update, I guess, on Saturday because they will not practice tomorrow. Uh, just want to get that out there as well. They have a day off before they hit pads. But that's going to be a big thing for this wide receiver core. You know, we mentioned, you know, the rise of Rice and the rise of Moore. You know, Justin Ross is out there doing things, too. He's making catches. He's showing up. But the more important thing that he's showing is he's also being involved in special teams. That could be huge for him. Yeah, it's it's huge for anybody who's trying to make this roster. We've seen uh, James do that. We've seen uh, Nico Remigio do that. Uh, we've seen Justin Ross, even, who has not really been a special teams player of late, but trying to show that he's got some extra value to bring. Now, he's been getting some reps with the ones. Uh, yep. he's, he's making some nice grabs. He and Jody Fortson both had one-handers today. I'm not a big proponent of the one-handers, but it does show what your ability is. And that's honestly uh, what we saw uh, back in the day in, in 2018, uh, 2019, when one-handed catches, when dominance at the point of, of the catch was what Justin Ross brought. Now, John Ross isn't getting much play right now, but it's it's – not out of the woods you can see that come on so there that's like four guys not to mention um smith marset uh and richard james that have the experience it's the youth that i think is really intriguing in this group that could come on and really bring a big spark who that's going to be we're going to have to see how it goes out through this this long training camp yeah we are and you know richard james also showed up as arm in, in camp today had a long right. pass to mbs uh so i mean a little bit of a a difference there uh, when you start looking at it. He's a left-hander, didn't know that, so that's interesting. But, uh, you know, we'll see whether or not they break that out. But it's great to run that type of play in camp. And with the Chiefs showing it on social media, I think it makes it even more likely that they're using that is maybe they'll use something like that during the season, but they're definitely making the teams that they're playing early in the season going to have to get ready for that. And that's huge. Exactly. Didn't Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't we see one of these from uh... – Justin Watson last year? Oh, I can't remember. I It's possible. I, I know we've seen different guys throw different passes and, and get out there. It's different when you have a left-handed receiver that can go out to that side of the field and actually throw sure. and, not, and set up differently. Uh, so it throws a little bit off because you're not expecting a left-handed thrower. So that's something to watch there too. I, I that brings to mind that like I I remember being Watson maybe I'm incorrect but Watson's been very quiet in this camp. Uh, now yeah. granted we're only four days in so we'll see what comes of it. He might be getting a little bit of the veteran treatment, but well, as pads come on, on yeah, Sorry. and that's what I'm waiting for is what when that happens. What does it change? Not only in terms of who performs well, obviously you want to see guys perform up to their best, but it all also may change. Who gets those reps? And so that's something that I think we need to be tracking, keeping an eye on. Um, we need to get into the opposite side. Who's defending these guys? Because there's some changes in the secondary that are starting to take shape. It's, again, early. But we need to talk about who's repping in at the ones. 
with LeJarius Need and Trent McDuffie. A change there. We're going to get to that right after this, as well as some of your questions later in the show. So if you have them, throw them in the chat while we're live, please. If not, if you're watching on replay, uh, you can leave them in the comments. We'll try to get to those as well. But Right now, today, our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with our Locked On Fantasy football host, Vinny Iyer, to bring you some of the best fantasy picks for your team all season long. Whether you're prepping for the draft like we all are right now, I just got a notice today, or you're just kind of searching the waiver wire here later in the season, we're going to give you some guaranteed fits every week that are going to make your roster better. You can prep for anything that you want, and Vinny has some picks right now with eBay's guaranteed fit, fantasy fit. Fantasy picks of the week, if I slow down a little bit. And I want to talk about the pass catchers. Because if you're looking to get into fantasy, you got to make sure that you have enough guys that are going to catch those passes. C.D. Lamb and A.J. Brown are the two that can help you make a smooth turn when you get to that point in the draft that you've had a couple running backs go off, you've had the top tier, but these guys are really productive and are two targets for you that play in elite concepts. Uh, obviously, if you're playing for the Eagles, you're playing for the Cowboys in what should be a pressure-packed year for Dak Prescott, I think you can rely on going out there and getting that fit early and see what comes of it. A lot of that I agree with, and I'll probably be looking for those guys myself. If you're in my league, watch out because I'm coming for you guys. Uh, Vinny is going to help us every week to get you to your fantasy championship, and eBay notice how to get gets to a championship as well. Uh, with each player, they provide a perfect fit as well. Same for your vehicle. This year, with the guaranteed fee, there's 122 million parts and accessories available for your uh, vehicle right at your fingertips. You can be sure that your ride runs smoothly no matter what you're looking for. And right now, I need hubcaps for my truck. That's just the way that it goes. Those little uh, eight spokers will get you sometimes. Uh, the guaranteed fit helps you know exactly what you're getting to every time the first time. So, Go out there, check out what you're looking for, because right now you can get set up for success and get going. It's eBay's guaranteed fit of everything for your vehicle is just a click away right now. For parts, accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for that green check mark. That's going to help you. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices from ebaymotors.com. Let's get after it. eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions do apply. Exclusions are something that I have to go after because we have to make a delineation. In the modern football world, there's three starting corners. Let's be real. There's two outside guys and a nickel. you got to have a nickel that can play. That's only the, the way that you can get things done. Uh, I just ran all the numbers for the Chiefs last year, and they ended up in a 4-2-5 at 29% of the snaps, by, by far the majority. Uh, various uh, evolutions of nickel and dime continued in that. But that's just like a base. And that's what we've seen the change here. A couple of wrinkles in the stack of where all the cornerbacks are. LeJarrius needs to come back from injury. Trent McDuffie is, uh, I think, rounding into shape. I know that they're holding him back a little bit on terms of reps. But it looks good while he's out there. I feel comfortable with those guys as outside. The question is when you have to go to the nickel. Who comes in and who does that? Previously, We've seen uh, Josh Williams come in, who had a couple of nice plays today. We've seen Jalen Watson come in, uh, who's had kind of a quiet camp so far. That's why those guys are repping down with the twos for the most part, because it's Nazi Johnson right now that is coming in and moving over so that McDuffie, as I understand the last two days, has been going into the slot rather than Lingerious. And Johnson's playing outside. Now, I think of Johnson as a nickel guy first, not an outside guy. Does this surprise you? Shocks me, really. Uh, I seeing Nazi Johnson come in surprises me more of more because you look at the guys that they draft 
Uh, you know, you, you got Shamari Connor who's really playing safety, but you got Nick Jones too, who isn't known more as a corner or is as a nickel guy. Uh, and then you look at who they had last year. Joshua Williams played well at times. He struggled at times too, but it is going to be his second year coming from a smaller school back to the NFL. I mean, he's going to begin. He's going to continue getting better. And Jalen Watson had great plays for Kansas City last year. Uh, you know, I was at the game where he had the interception, the long interception against the Chargers. He had some big plays in the playoffs as well. So for them to be taking a backseat to Nazi Johnson says that Johnson's really improved and it's impressing Kansas City right now. Yeah, and we talked about it, I don't know, six or eight weeks ago, post-draft. Uh, this was one of my key matchups is, was it Nazi Johnson? Was it Nick Jones? Because the two guys have a similar skill set. I expected them to come in and allow Legereus to stay outside and be a boundary corner. That's not the way that it's working so far. But again, we're early in camp. Just the fact that it's Nazi over Nick, who is over one of the, the bigger corners. And let's be real, Josh Williams and Jalen Watson are both long, tall, strong corners. They're not the quick twitch types. So I guess that makes sense if we're trying to get somebody into the nickel. But putting McDuffie on the inside is what's baffling me right now. I look for this to be a battle the whole way down, and I think we have to start adjusting our minds for Nick Jones and Nazi Johnson both being viable options to make this roster. That puts a little pressure on the safety group because you're talking six corners at that point. But yep. one way or the other, if you have more talent that can play and, and allow your best two cover guys in McDuffie and Sneed to move around, that helps you match up wise. That helps Dave Merritt and it helps Steve Spagnuolo really attack the opponent. How crazy is it to be in a situation where we could really be talking about being five corners deep and a question whether or not you're six corners deep with guys that can actually play because Nick Jones is an unknown, an unknown commodity right now. From what it seems like, they think that Nazi Johnson is a guy that can play and he can be a starter. If they believe that, that would put them at basically five guys that could step in and start or play for you at that position Kansas City hasn't had that kind of seat corner depth, and I don't know how long. I think back about all the different corners that they've had. That was one of the weakest positions that they had for years, mm -hmm. and they struggled. They had to go bring in free agents. So we'll see if that ends up playing out, and we'll see once the pad comes on, pads come on, because that can also be a big di differentiator when you start talking corners that can play with the pads on versus pads off, and wide receivers. It's the same thing. So I mean, it's reverse for corners, but. You're in the same situation, and I think it's going to be fascinating to see how that corner position plays out. So, you know, you, we talked about Nick Bolton and Drew Tranquil a little bit earlier. Tranquil is also going to play a little bit of a question into how this coverage schemes in, which is why I'm bringing, uh, bringing him up now, because the coverage is going to change from years past, a little bit at least, to address the different players that they have and the things that they can do. Uh, I'm not saying that he's going to keep guys off the field, but they're not going to be doing the same thing schematically because he gives them the ability to cover different areas. Yeah, I agree. And it's that versatility and that, that ability to change things up, show visual different looks that you can help confuse the quarterbacks. Everything's got to be a little bit more, I think, masked in a year where you're coming off of a Super Bowl. So the more variability you have, I think that helps you scheme-wise on both sides of the ball. The other side of the ball has some guys starting to stand out as well. We're going to talk about them next. If you want to get a question in, we'll have a little bit of time at the end of the show. Uh, we'll we'll use the RGR tactic. If you guys want to ask a question, put some question marks at the beginning of your question. That'll help us in the chat. But we're going to get to who's standing on the offensive side, who's making more noise right after this. 
Now, don't miss, we are going to continue with camp updates throughout the week as we go through any Chris Jones noise uh, that does start to show up. You'll hear from us immediately as well. So make sure you like, click, and hit that bell, most importantly. Because if we have to do an impromptu live, that bell is what's going to get you a notification. For those of you on mobile that only watch YouTube on, on mobile as well, uh, make sure you put all notifications on because there's a way to shut it off even if you have the channel's notifications on. So make sure you check that. Um, we could be getting no news at any time. We will get to that. Um, so we talked a little bit about the wide receivers, right? And I'm sure there's there's people out there that I'm leaving people out and I'm not giving enough attention. We're really going off of what we're getting from the daily camp reports. But the other thing that I think is really important today is that not only from reporters, but from the staff as well, it's not just Travis Kelsey. We have one-handed catches from Jody Fortson. It is perfect Jody Fortson season right now because now until about the bye is where Jody excels every year. It's longevity that well, is his, his issue, right? Yeah, but he said he struggled as well. He had some drops in practice before that that catch. So I mean, his day's been up, his day was up and down today. He's got to string some good days together. I think he's on the roster regardless. But there is going to be question mark as to are they going to keep who's the fourth one that they're going to keep because you have other guys that are stepping up at that position as well. Well, today No Gray was singled out as being a guy. I think it was Nate Taylor that said he had more juice. I talked to Matt Derrick again, and he said that he just looks like he's not only uh, understanding the offense. And look, folks, if you if you underestimate the the importance of being in the right position at the right time in this offense, that'll come back and bite you. And uh, Matt's comment to me today was not only does he look like he knows where he's going, but he's getting there in a more in a cleaner way, in a quicker way. I don't think he's really increased his overall speed, but not wasting motion, I think, is, is an efficiency issue that you can count on. So Matt and I talked about it a little bit yesterday with Noah standing out, and we know where Jody's at. Who's your guy? Fourth tight end, especially with the Tony situation. Who, who are you leaning towards right now? I don't I don't have a great answer. Uh, Bushman sounds like he's been making catches. That's not Bell's game. So the question is, is who are they going to look at? And are they going to try to get more of a guy that can be a, a pass catcher as a tight end that will replace the top three that they already have? Or is it going to be somebody that they want to be able to put in as a blocker? The only issue that you're going to get into if you go without Bell and you put Bushman in there, Bushman obviously isn't going to be the blocker Bell is, but it kind of hamstrings you when you need to put a blocker on the field, unless you want to go six offensive linemen, which they could do. They have a guy, they have a couple guys that could step in and be that play in that role. So maybe that's the way, that's the way they end up going if they keep Bushman on the roster. But you know, one of the biggest things when you start looking at the tight end situation is if they're going to play a lot of 12 and 13, you're going to have to have four tight ends and you might end up having to have four tight ends on game day. Yeah, I, I agree. Like just to have the, the bodies to rotate. Uh, those guys are not wide receivers. They do need a little bit more recovery time in between reps. So yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think four is, is the way that we're looking. I think we both had four when we did our post OTAs 53. But Bell, I think, was mine. I don't know if you had Bell or Bushman, but I think I still had Bell, but I, I had a big asterisk and, and pointer and probably highlighted and everything else around Bushman. Uh I've been I've been watching him since BYU and I, I'm kind of on his side. I'm hoping he makes it. Well, and he, he was having a great camp last year, and then he got hurt. So question whether or not he's able to take another step forward this year and stay healthy. And really, you know, we can talk about guys all we want. The big question is going to start on Friday because you're going to start to see, you know, the offensive linemen and defensive linemen, and you're actually going to get standouts. And you're going to have a chance to see things that we haven't had a chance to see yet because 
regardless, the one-on-ones, and I apologize, the one-on-ones you can watch right now. I mean, you have, you know, people putting Smith versus Dana out there uh, in one-on-ones. Well, with pads not on, it's a different scenario. It's not the same. And you're always putting a defense or an offensive player in a bad position if they're going one-on-one because it's too much space that they're not used to having to play in. So always take that into account. But then you start looking at other guys, and one thing that I saw the other day, and I, you know, I think this was yesterday, uh, Lewis Riddick tweeted out, "Watch out for Daenerys Prince." That's interesting because Lewis Riddick has a very good pulse on this Chiefs team. He always has. It's like he knows people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like Just he's got a, a lot of phone numbers inside the building, right? Um, and it's it's confounding to me. It's driving me nuts, quite frankly. Because I, I don't know, because I haven't seen it in person yet, if it's real or if it's happenstance with this being the, the passing portion, right? Because I watched four games of Daenerys Prince in the run-up to the draft. I saw three targets, three, and he dropped one of them. So now all of a sudden, he's the second coming, walking on water, every pass is thrown in his direction. I don't know where this is coming from. Well, and that's the crazy thing is, is he's getting run with the ones too. I mean, obviously Pacheco's not able to be out there, so that affects things as well. But you know, they have McKinnon, they have Ceh. You would think that those two guys would be the ones that are going to be getting the one reps, and and with McKinnon or I'm sorry, with that Pacheco not being out there for Clyde not getting those reps and not being somebody that people is ta- are talking about. That's a big question as to how he's going to end up on this roster. I still think they end up keeping four unless they end up trading somebody. Uh, I agree, but especially with, it's with it's no rough. Feedback. Yeah, right. Well, and I'll I'll tell you my theory on this is that the McKinnon and Ceh are known quantities. You don't need to explore what they're capable of. You have a very good idea, right? Whereas Prince is a blank slate, so giving him these rest while Pacheco's out, I think, makes a lot of sense, and he's making the most of them. Can he continue that? We've been talking this whole time, folks. That. This is a very long camp for the Chiefs. This is six practices longer than their average camp over the last five years. And they run a grueling camp. Yeah, but it'll have them in better shape. I will tell you that. They'll be more coordinated by the time week one rolls around. But it's also got more room for ups and downs in specific players as they move through this camp. It does. And I think it was Matt Nagy that came out and said today that somebody came in in phenomenal shape, and it was Rasheed Rice, which I find funny because you think about what we were talking about when we first started. Yeah. He lost his he lost his <laughs> breakfast at camp, and it, but he came in in phenomenal shape. And you know it is what it is. I mean, those guys, you know, they got to adjust to heat. There's a whole bunch of different things that it goes into, other than not being in shape. So I wasn't trying to think that he was not in shape, but the heat is something else. And yeah. If you're not if you're not ready for it and you're not hydrated like you need to be, you're going to have issues. Well, we see that elsewhere in the sports world right now. Um, shout out to LeBron James' son. At a cardiac event in coming out of practice. Uh, we saw a player uh, here in Colorado, uh, Dion's new roster. He's got his kids puking every five seconds. Guys that have been training all summer in the South come up to Colorado at altitude, and it's been very hot here. Same thing. So kudos to Rasheed Rice. He, he had that first day, right? But he's made the adjustment, and he's showing out while he's continuing to adjust. And I think that means a lot. Folks, we're going to wrap up with a couple of questions. Uh, I think I saw at least one. Uh, thank you, Cole, for uh, following the format. That really helps me out, and I know you know that, so cheers. Um, how many LBs do they have? Uh, do you have the Chiefs keeping? He has five in Tranquil, Bolton Gay, Chanel, and uh, Jack Cochran. What do you think right now, Chris? I still think it's going to be five, but it's it's going to be a question mark. I mean, you start 
okay, <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll specify it this way. It may not be five on final cutdown day. Right. Because this is a position where if you look at Jack Cochran, that's a guy that you probably think can get through waivers. So maybe it's a scenario where you only keep four on final cutdown day, but before the season actually starts and you play your first game, Cochran's back on the roster. Or it could be a situation where they bring him a, a couple weeks after, uh, just depending on different things. But Cochran's a guy that could end up being off the roster at final cuts because you need a spot for somebody to go on IR, hoping they don't. But that's the specific position that would be possible to do. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Um, I'm going to still keep my dark horse in the in the mix here. Um, I agree. It could be five. Uh, I think that's the way I'm leaning as well. Uh, but I think Ham Jones has more to offer on the field, and he plays special teams. So he might be giving uh, Jack Cochran a run for his money there, Cole. We'll see what comes of it. I'm going to do a quick scan to see if we have any other questions here. <clears throat> Again, folks, if you have one, throw it in right now as we're going to wrap up in a minute. But throw your question mark at the beginning if you would. And up, oh, thank you. <clears throat> Corey, appreciate you. Do you think 95 gets a deal done? Yes. Technically, he is under contract. If he if he chose to hold out into the season, I would be absolutely flabbergasted. He would rack up somewhere around $2.1 million in fines if he misses all of camp, and then he'd start missing game checks. There's no way around that. He is under contract. He ain't getting out of that. So that's just money down the drain. I don't see that happening, right? I, I do believe that it does get done. Do you, Chris? You're you're more optimistic than I am. I'm starting yeah. to wonder if the reports are true that he wants thirty million dollars a year. <clears throat> that's tough. I, if you're Kansas City, I don't know that you can do that. Uh, no, I, mean, I don't think ways, so. There, there's ways to get it done, but you're going to sacrifice elsewhere. And I don't know that you can put a Super Bowl team together when you have guys like Patrick and Jones on those types of deals. It just takes up too much of the cap. I know the cap space is going up, and I get all that. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to get paid, but are you willing to lose guys next year? Are you willing to lose the opportunity to get Creed and Bolton signed at a cheaper deal because you you sign them a year early? I don't think that they should be. Uh, you know, that's just where I'm sitting right now. So I I hope it gets done. I hope that they're able to come to an agreement, and I'd still be okay with 26, 27. But if he really wants the 30, that becomes a sticking point, and that becomes a big question mark. Uh, I, I did see end. another question. Sorry, go okay. ahead. Okay, I was going to say, I think it's going to come out at 28, and I think they can live with that depending on the structure. So right now, I think it gets done. Right now, you think it does or does not? I'm 50-50. <laughs> Regardless, I mean, he's going to play for them this year because he because the only way he's going to get into their contract is to show out playing in the right. season. So he is going to play. It's a question of whether or not they actually get a deal done. Uh, and it's going to be how big of a hard line does he want to take? Uh, just really quick, this is a very quick question. Brett Matthews, thank you. How much cap savings cutting CEH? It is $865,726. So hardly anything. Dead money would be 2.5-ish. So yep. it, it is not much of an advantage. Almost 2.6. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't see that coming along. Um, what else here? Oh, KL, thank you. Justin Watson News and uh, the less known receivers. Yep. It seems Ross and Rice are the only ones mixing in with the ones. Um, from what I've heard is they're all getting a little bit, but they are getting by far the most looks with the ones. Justin Watson is running. Ross and Rice are getting the biggest looks right now with Patrick. Um, and CO Ray will wrap question. with you. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry, really quick. 
uh, I think the cap, I think the tag for him next year is 120% of what he's making. So I think that puts him closer to 35. So just want to throw that out there. Why would the tag next year be 120%? Because it's, it's usually 120% of top five contracts, but he's already a top five contract. Uh, okay. Gotcha. So okay. I, I'm 95% sure that it'd be close to $35 million to tag him next year. Okay. Sorry. Just wanted to. Let's so that, that just leans back my direction. Yeah, get, get it done at 28. Put your foot in the sand and say, this is what we'll give you. Come get it. And I think in the end, that's what's going to get it done. The Cats brothers actually, can't hold out forever. Right. And I actually have a question for you before we get to the last question. Uh, what do you think of Herbert's new contract? Uh, you know, I, I'm pleasantly surprised. I think he deserves a, a contract in the top five myself. Um, I, I'm not happy that Patrick's this underpaid at this point, but I think Patrick will take the rings over an extra like five or eight grand, uh, million. You know, he's Oakley's paying him just fine. So I'm not too worried about that. But uh, I was surprised. I thought the Chargers were going to do the Charger thing, go through another season or at least part way before they got it done. Um, this was this looks like a bit of maturity out of the Chargers organization to me. Oh, I think they actually got it done because they didn't want to wait on Burroughs. But yeah. Uh, because then you have to worry about trying to beat Burrow. At least right now you can say he's the number one, he's the highest paid player in the NFL. May not last a week, but he can say it. Yeah. Well, hey, whatever works. Uh, it, it it makes it harder for those organizations to compete with the Chiefs. That's all I care about. Yep. <laughs> Let us know what you think. Are you happy with that contract? What other questions do you guys have out there? Remember, we are live today on YouTube. We will continue that. We'll replay on audio as all the time, but if you want in, make sure you like, sub, and hit the bell here and get subbed. That will help you. Uh, last question. Uh, Ray has another one. Do you think we can two-peat? Yes. I'm I'm 95% on, on the repeat. Um, for those of you uh, who remember Gary McKenzie, he's on RGR now. He just did a rundown of his machine learning model, and he believes that we are grossly, as, as a media as a whole, not just – uh, those of us in the podcast space, but National Talking Heads, ESPN, he believes that we are all overestimating how good the rest of the AFC is in reality when he's run all of his metrics. And so he thinks it's even more so that the Chiefs are going to get to that Super Bowl again. And once they get there, I, I, I don't see them losing another Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. The question will be, can they get there? Yep. As long as he's healthy, they will win. I think they have a great chance of winning the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. Make sure you guys hit us up. If you want on the text line, 816-357-8781. You'll get breaking news. You'll get our opinions on uh, the big news of the day generally. So check that out. Make sure you sub. Check out another Locked On show next tomorrow. We're going to take a look at what we should be seeing with the offensive linemen. Make sure you join us then. Thanks for being here today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.